It's A Plus Weekly, my news roundup of what has caught my eye this week in the tech world, focusing on the Apple ecosystem, out first on YouTube as a video podcast, and then on your usual podcast platforms. A slightly shorter show this week as life happens sometimes, and it was my birthday this week too. Yay for me for making it to my mid-50s. On the show this week, three reasons to get excited about the ARVR headset. More Android users are switching to iPhone than in recent years. Is your iPhone about to get a smart home screen display? Final Cut Pro for iPad is here, and I for one can't wait to download and start playing with it. And iOS 16.5 is an urgent security update that you should pay attention to. I'm Saab Johal, let's get into it. It's a new week, so let's kick off by revisiting that AR VR headset again and a story at Cult of Mac telling us why there are five reasons to get excited by it. Two of them we sort of already know, but there are three that are pretty legit in order of accuracy. First, Palmer Lucky, founder of Oculus VR, said on Sunday on Twitter, the Apple headset is so good. Remember, Palmer became a billionaire making VR headsets and Oculus is now a division of Meta and is the current premier VR headset maker. Palmer didn't say anything else about why he thought the Apple headset is quote, so good, but people are certainly taking notice. Second, analyst Ming-Chi Kuo seems pretty optimistic about Apple's next big thing. I think Apple is well prepared for the announcement of this new device, he said, adding, the headset device will soon become the most important new investment trend in the consumer electronics sector if Apple's ARMR headset announcement is better than expected. And finally, an anonymous source said they spoke to someone who is able to test Apple prototypes multiple times and was allegedly blown away by the most recent edition of the headset. This was even more surprising to them after finding earlier versions disappointing. The leap they made since late last year is giant, the source was quoted as saying. I was so skeptical, now I'm blown away in a take my money kind of way. Tick, tick, tick. WWDC isn't far away now. Despite the recent campaign by Samsung encouraging iPhone users to jump ship, Android users are actually switching the other way and leaping to iPhones. According to CIRP, more people than ever are switching from Android to iPhone since 2018. Actually, maybe that's why Samsung are pushing their campaign so hard. A CIRP survey of iPhone people showed that in the 2022-2023 period, 15% had an Android phone before getting an iPhone. That was the biggest rate since 15% switched from Android to iOS back in March 2018. In 2017, 2016 and 2015, 16, 21 and 18% of people had an Android device before switching to iPhone. 2016 saw the most people switch in nine years. But by March 2020, this rate had gone down to 10%. We've been slowly rising since then until we hit 15%. Aside from the 15% of Android users who shifted to the iPhone, the remaining 2% of people were those with a basic phone, a device from another category, and first-time purchases. The report added that the amount of iPhone users who get new iPhones has also slowly grown. According to the data, 69% of the people who purchased an iPhone reported that they had moved from one iPhone to another. Since then, 
that amount has only grown. All good news for Apple, maybe less so for Samsung. According to a report from Mark Gurman at Bloomberg, Apple has a new feature in the works for iOS 17 that will allow users to use their locked iPhones as smart home displays. The interface is expected to show calendar events, weather and notifications like a smart home display when the iPhone is in a horizontal position and locked. The interface is reportedly comparable to the smart home technology from Google and Amazon. Now the concept of the reported features is to make iPhones more useful when they're not being handled and are on a desk or a nightstand. And the feature will have a dark background and bright text to make it readable from a distance. Now last year, Apple released lock screen widgets as part of iOS 16 so that users could see the weather and news right on their lock screens. Now this will be improved with the smart home style display. Gurman reports that Apple is attempting to bring the smart home display feature to the iPad, though the company is not as quick to bring iPhone features to iPad since the lock screen widgets have yet to make it to iPads. The report also said that Apple is set to deliver substantial alterations to the iPhone's wallet app with iOS 17, plus enhance its location services too. Apple is also said to be working on new features for SharePlay, which lets people watch TV shows, movies, and music with their friends and family whilst FaceTiming, and AirPlay, which lets you beam content from your Apple devices to your Apple TV or compatible smart TV, is also getting some updates. German says that Apple is negotiating with hotels to make it simpler to stream video and audio to devices that aren't theirs. Final Cut Pro for iPad is here. For me, this is the big exciting news of the week, released on 24th of May, and well, it just looks amazing. There's an all new jog wheel that delivers a new way to interact with content, like navigating the magnetic timeline, moving clips, and more. Live drawing leverages Apple Pencil, so users can draw and write on top of the video content as it's happening. And on iPad Pro with M2, Apple Pencil Hover can be used to easily skim and preview footage. Final Cut Pro for iPad also supports multi-cam video editing and fast cut features using machine learning and promising a massive library of graphics, effects, and audio to support your creativity and storytelling. They also have some very new cool features like auto scene masking, which normally takes so much time to do, and that's if you have the software with the capability of doing it. The only downsides right now that I can see are a lack of options in color management like LUTs and the inability to edit from an external drive. But I'll find out more as I dig deeper, and I'm sure this is something that Apple will address as they roll out the subscription model over the next few weeks and months. I'll be downloading it and playing with it once I get this podcast done, and I'll be reporting back with a separate video over the weekend. Please be sure to come and find me, The Saab Johal, on YouTube to watch that. The link is in the show notes. I'll edit it using Final Cut Pro for iPads too. The whole package looks pretty appealing to me, I have to say, and I do wonder whether this is one of the last videos that I pulled together using LumaFusion. After all these years using LumaFusion, it looks like, as I said a couple of weeks ago, Final Cut Pro for iPad could be a real threat to LumaFusion's future viability. It will be interesting to see how they respond. 
Final Cut Pro is free for the first month of use if you want to give it a try too. There's a new security update and iPhone owners should take immediate action to update their operating systems. As security researchers found that the release of iOS 16.5 and iPadOS 16.5 patches a further vulnerability that could leave mobile users open to a new type of attack. This is an urgent one. So if you haven't done it already, I encourage you to install iOS 16.5 on your iPhone or your iPad when you finish listening to this message. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and hit that bell to make sure you don't miss my next video. And on audio, be sure to hit follow or something like that to get my next show. I'm Saab Johal, and this channel is The Saab Johal. Thanks for being here. Cheers and go well.